Episode 16. Pure talk. Finally got it going. A little technical issues with the IT team here at the podcast, pure podcast booth. Always. But I like being back at Staples. It's nice. Um, this is gonna, <laughs> this is going to be... Do a podcast one day on that. That's right. This is going to be a, uh, a fast episode. Um, we're going to try a bit of a different format where we're kind of going to go like rapid fire on one really small niche thing. Um, just talking about... I like this though. I think it's great. Yeah. Like it's a good idea. So good on you. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah. Um, where um, we're going to start with why PMAs, why preventative maintenance agreements. There's training yeah. on it. People yeah. get trained on this. You might have conversations with people about this. Um, but, you know, talking with Lane, uh, the CEO, founder of the whole thing, with me, a guy that's got a lot of PMAs and a couple locations, um, you know, why do we think PMAs are important? <laughs> right? Yeah. What, what comes to mind for you off the hop? Well, let's take three minutes and talk about the history of PMAs and how I fought you on it. <laughs> yeah, we can. Well, great ideas come from other people. Well, um, you had tried it. That's uh, that's not successfully, but I questioned you on it. So here's, yeah. what, here's what happened. Tristan came to me when he was a uh, business dev, half GM hybrid when I owned the Kelowna location still. And he's like, man, I'm going to. I'm going to create a recurring revenue contract agreement and commercial work. And I'm like, no, it's not going to work. Yeah. I'm like, I've tried it. Yeah. Yeah. And I had tried it in my own theory. And my theory was I would sell it and tell the client. Yeah. Let's, if you sign up for a cleaning every two years, but there was no electronic document in place. I mean, DocuSign yeah. probably wasn't around when I tried. Sure. But anyway, yeah. so by trying it, I verbally attempted it, put it down on a few quotes, never got action on it and all yeah. we went. So that was my thing. So, Anyway, the, the point of this message about this is sometimes when people come to you with great ideas, mm. don't always just deny it. Because if that was the case, Ray Kroc and McDonald's wouldn't have Happy Meals, the Big Mac, Filet Fish, and a breakfast menu, right? Like, it's just life. So anyway, this one came up. Yeah. And we wouldn't have cookie drop programs. It's a Matt Taylor program, yeah. right? So there's other great ideas. Dude, totally. so, so those things, they carve totally. the franchise yeah. or the business. So anyway, you came to me and and why don't you talk about what you did? How did you how did you develop the PMA program? Yeah. Well, and I think that's that's actually, yeah, a really good question because it answers why it's important in a lot of ways. Um, so what happened was is I was doing um, yeah, I was in whatever role I was, quasi GM sales, whatever. And, um, I had realized that like, I saw Holly doing it where she would just be like calling old clients or emailing them just to rebook. And I was like, fuck, well, that sounds better in than the, doing new acquisition. Center, she used to kill that. Yeah. 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 yeah she was like the OG of this yeah, whole thing. She yeah. would go through the old invoice books. Yep. And I would do that when I started doing this too. The invoice books, yep. you find the invoices and yep. then it was like, oh shit, this thing's due again. Let's call this guy. Let's yep. email him. Right. I remember that. Yeah. So then my life became at one point, I would just print invoices uh, in Vonnego and I would have like hundreds yeah. of stacks of them yeah. and I would just go one by one emailing each person, calling each person. Yeah. And I pretty much ran like that was, that was better than anything I'd been doing on yeah. sales before. Um, and I did enough of that where then I honestly probably played that game for like a year, year and a half. And I remember it was like the, it was, it was a full year and a half because the second year when I went to go do it, I realized I'm like, wait, why am I like, is this it? 
Why like, am I, I just, having to do this again? Well, I'm just like, is this it? Like, is this how you run sales? Is you just constantly are calling old clients? Yeah. And I'm like, this, I don't know, like, how, where's new act? Where's, where's the other it? shit fit in? Like, this doesn't, this doesn't make sense. And, and, and one thing to add in there, my dad, yeah. um, you know, he's been in that at home service businesses his whole life. So HVAC, duct cleaning, blinds. Yeah. But the one thing he always told me is in the service business, mm. you shouldn't be straight commission every year. If you do mm. it right, depending on the interval, the service is required, mm-hmm. you should build your business to what you need. And then it should technically mm-hmm. hold itself mm. in theory. Sure. So in the HVAC space, it's, they know annually it's 30 to 40% return for each client. If you do it well, and sure. the, when he owned it then, so that's, sure. that's what also led this in, right? It's like, if you're mm. running a service business, it will just come. Yeah. You shouldn't be straight commission every year as you're in mm-hmm. the business, you should know you have well, it's your goodwill's growing. Right. Right. And that's, and that is accurate for sure. sure. The phone will ring more. You'll have more recurring. Sure. Right. Yeah. Totally. So I get that thinking. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So there was the aspect of just like doing something like to email people and print. Like it, it's just, it's a very mundane task. Yeah. And I would actually spend, I'd be in that office sometimes nine, 10 PM at night. Yep. Cause it was the best way that I could get stuff done. And it felt good. Cause I knew it was leading to stuff. So but anyways, the second year I went to go do that, it became aware that there's probably a better way to do this. And um, that's when I started to think about, okay, why don't I just start selling service contracts? Mm-hmm. Why don't I just try to lock this up for three years and then I only have to do this once every three years, Yeah, right? And it's, it seemed crazy on my end too because it's one of those ideas where it's pretty fucking common sense. But at the same, so you're you're like, there's nothing new really being mm-hmm. presented here. Lots of businesses and service do this. But it was still kind of like, I don't know if this is going to work for yeah, us because still, it just wasn't. You yeah, yeah, you just don't know, right? So yeah. what I did was, is I um, I pitched it to a couple strata managers that mm-hmm. I didn't have great relationships with, but like I basically took a couple for coffees and then I just would kind of pitch them on this idea of, hey, and this is this is the the meat and potatoes of it. I realized that with strata managers, they weren't the most organized mm-hmm. and I realized that they typically weren't the most happy people. So I realized that, um, they're constantly living in a reactive environment. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, Hmm, how can I make the strata manager's life easier and the property manager's life easier by using pure air, not some other people. Mm-hmm. So I took these people that were using us a little bit for lunch and I basically just said, Hey, like, you know, walk me through how you have to kind of manage a strata from like a getting service provider standpoint. Mm-hmm. And it was three quotes and it was just, it was a lot of uh, email communication and, and phone conversations. And um, when I realized like they're kind of rolling their eyes, right? It's like, oh yeah, like the ones, you know, and one of them said something like this. They're like, oh yeah, well the stratas that don't do the service agreements, it's so much harder because you have to redo it every year. And I'm like, Oh, interesting. Like what's on agreements, snow removal, window clean, like a lot yeah. was right. So yeah. I'm like, Oh, interesting. Yeah, so then is used to everything being on agreement. Yeah, yeah. Right. So then it was just an easy transition of like, Oh, well, why don't I, for your properties, yeah. Mike, um, you know, do you, do you, I guess there's no agreements for dryer van cleaning on any of them. It was like, no, there isn't. It's like, cool. Do you actually know like which ones would be like due or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd have to pull invoices, this and that. And I just immediately went to like, well, you know, we're doing these three for you, 
why don't you just give me your property list? I'll check out all of your other properties. I'll give you an assessment of what's needed or not. Even if it's not needed though, I'll just give you pricing for all of them. And then I'll include in there like a, like a you know service, kind of like a preventative maintenance mm-hmm. option where the strata will get a discount. We'll lock in the pricing for like three years. Um, and then that way it's just something that's off your plate, off the strata's mm-hmm. plate, and it's on autopilot. Mm-hmm. And they everybody is just like, yeah, that makes sense. And then- um, And we took it to legal- Drafted yeah. it. Yeah, then, got an actual service agreement made up. Yeah, then and invested then, in EcoSign or DocuSign yep. so it could actually be a real yeah. legally binding contract. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. and then once we nailed it, it took like it took like two years of mm-hmm. quoting it to get to the point where it's at now. Mm-hmm. Like it, a lot of people, if you're actually looking at Mark, this is interesting in the training wall. I think it's so easy. You come into a brand, you look at something, and it's probably like, this wouldn't work for me. Why is it set up like this? You have a lot of questions. Good. Love questions. We will always be evolving and innovating things. But yep. the way that you see that laid out in Marquee is off of selling PMAs to clients for, you know, I guess we've been doing this now for, I don't know, seven years. Um, and we've revised the way that we present the pricing options yeah. to the clients. I, I would be shocked if we're not 30 iterations deep. Mm-hmm. And this is based off of, us sourcing feedback from the clients, making purchasing decisions, um, consulting company coming in, analyzing it. Mm -hmm. Like this has been through so, so what you see in Mark guys is like, that's the baked out idea on, on the end of the person that's been doing it for seven years. Like it's, so I, I, like I said though, I always encourage innovation. I want to see somebody come to the table with better ideas on that because I still don't think we fully nailed it. No, but, but it's, it's like it's pretty darn good. Well, it's, it's got a us a lot of PMAs. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys, what do you have in your locations PMA? Do you know? Dude, the last time I looked on PMAs was honestly, it was probably 12 months ago and we were at like 1.8 million in contracts. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I think it's, it's honestly probably a lot more than that now because our, our contract conversions have been um, increasing since we started using Mark and since yeah. our last revision of how we present it, to be honest, it's gotten easier to sell them. Yeah. And that's something that let's just talk about briefly. So yeah, there's, um, I, I'm going to actually, I know Rich, you listen into this and Rich, you and I had a call or a talk uh, in the last couple of weeks and you brought up a few, a few funny things and you just nailed it. Yeah. As changes come through. Yeah. Um, sometimes we, as the owner, um, or the entrepreneur just think, well, that won't work in my yep. geographic location. Totally. Or why do they do it this way? And Rich is one of them where Rich, you know, joined Pure a year and a half ish ago. Yep. And he never believed in PMAs. Yeah. Classic. And so um, with the old way of quoting, you didn't have to put PMAs out. I mean, it, we, we tried, but it wasn't yeah. locked and loaded. No. FAC, helping design marquee, mm-hmm. you guys' engagement and input, one of the pushback was when we did it was like, how come I can't opt out on PMAs, AKA rich? Cause it's the business. Yeah. yeah. Well, just like the whole thing, but here's the yeah. funny thing where rich and I had a connection call last week and he's like, man, I, I just got to share with you. Like, he's like, yeah, I didn't believe in PMAs. And he's like, and, and I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable with them being like mandatory with Mark. And he's like, but like, whatever it is, what it is started pushing them out. And he's like, people fucking buy them. Yeah. Yeah. And so then again, we had a, a call a few days later and he, I think he had sold another one or whatever. And he's like, man, I can't believe it. I'm like, isn't it funny? Cause you know what it does, Rich? Most importantly, it choice closes the client. Yep. 
Because now you have three options. Yeah. You're assuming they're buying, which is why you give them three options to buy. And he's like, and that, like, and I guess we haven't messaged it necessarily that way. Yeah. But I'm like, a purchaser looking at something that yep. there's one price, it's yes or no. Yep. Now you have a spread. You're like, you're buying, That's right. but here's your three choices. We're choice closing. Yep. Fan, we're assuming they're buying. It's the easiest choice close in the world because when you call them, you're yeah. like, man, hey, just following up. So out of the three options, one, two, or three, which did you choose? Totally. <laughs> and that's why, though, on the only, there's there's special circumstances where I wouldn't price it like that. Right. When you're dealing with a, uh, to be honest, the only time I wouldn't do it is with a school district because yeah, they course. what they because they won't well, they just won't sign up for me. They will, and what yeah. they'll do is they'll take your lowest price, and then of that course. becomes the price they want because yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're they're. But honestly, when we've done it with Hilton, when we've done it yep. with massive corporate entities, we're yep. always sure. I mean, did we did it with um, uh, Johnson Controls? We got a PMA. Yeah, Johnson. It's a billion dollar yep. maintenance company. Yep. That has a purchasing department. Yep. They wouldn't sign the PMA, but what they did is, is they cut us three purchase orders for three years for in three advance years in for the advance. amounts. There you go. And every single one of them came through. It, so there's always it, what like. What it does though, yeah. is it, it, it really, it, it, it makes the client know that they're buying and it's which choice are they taking. I think it's huge. Now, but on that though, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Why are PMAs so important? So on the, um, yeah, so there's a, I'd call that the, the sticking factor, Mm. right? And that's the biggest thing that I've seen across strata, property, anything, actually just anything. So here's the reality. When you get to a point of somebody signing for a company, most companies will operate on somebody actually has to have signing authority. Yeah. So a lot of the time, all of a sudden in the last, like you close this whole deal, this PMA, and then you'll send it off for signing and they might come back and say, hey, actually, I'm the one this person needs to sign. Yeah. Right. And now you're getting like a director, you're yeah. getting an owner, you're getting a GM. You're getting a check writer. You're getting a check writer signing it. So now they're familiar with the brand. Yep. Which is, that's a that's positive. The level, yep. That's the high level. They see it. Yeah. But then if like when you go to reconfirm, the reality is, is like probably between 20 to 35% of the PMAs on, on the, you go to clean the next time and you're confirming, you get an email bounce back, you get an auto forward. They're gone. And their decision maker's gone. Yeah. So now when you're tracking down the new person though, you're calling reception, you're saying, Hey, I have this service agreement. Yep. And we're scheduled for this cleaning. The oh, moment you have a signed service agreement yep. from somebody in the past role by C-suite has signed off on the thing, yep. it's not even whether or not it's happening. They feel like they're on their back foot of like, oh, oh let me put yep. you in contact with the new person. Yeah. Now this new person's getting a signed contract. And if anything, they're going, hey, what's this all about? And you yep. just go, you explain it. And it's so matter of fact, it's so, hey, we have this signed thing, this is happening, yeah. that it almost always just happens. Totally. It's, it's, it's a whole different level. So even with stratas, right? The moment you get a signed service agreement, the way it works on strata management, which is a massive segment for Pure Air, is um, a service agreement has to be included into the annual general meeting notes and in the budget. Yep. So what you've done by now getting a signed agreement for it's any service, budget. it's in the budget. Yep. Once it's in the budget, it has to be voted on to take it out of the budget. Yep. Signed service contracts are like pretty much one of the main things a strata um, uh, manager will be held responsible yep. for. So anytime it changes strata management firms, the whole strata council changes, which happens, the president you sold to the whole council two years later, fucking gone. Yep. This happens, yep. right? Yep. 
if you have this agreement, still there. it will always fucking live. Yep. Always. Always live. Yep. In a lot of cases, they'll reach out when it changes and they'll go, hey, just want you to know we're the new president. Yep. We see this agreement. What's going on with it? Yep. You would not get that if you're just an invoice. No. You don't. You don't. You just don't. I know so, you don't. So the the closeness, the client sticking, um, and then I think the other piece too is the renewal rate is crazy. We still have only lost, I don't know, I, I know that there's been under five that have been lost over the years on renewals, but we're talking about like probably a 2% non-renewal rate. And to me, the biggest yeah. one. Yeah. Not only, I mean, it's. Yeah. Why, why do you. Why do you buy a business to sell it? Yeah. To exit? Yeah. Well, it means something. How do you 10 X your business? Yeah. Recurring revenue agreements. Yeah. Service based businesses. Yeah. Will like 10 X what your brand value is worth. Totally. So if you go and you list your business and let's say your EBITDA is a hundred grand and right Mm -hmm. now a home service business gets three to five times EBITDA. Yep. And if your EBITDA is a hundred grand, it gets three to five times it. So let's say it's worth three to 500 grand when you sell an exit. If you have recurring revenue contracts, Mm -hmm. you'll get 80 to 90% of those on the sale. There you go. First two cleanings. Also bank, you need to go to a bank and increase your credit. Yeah. You have to have guaranteed contracts in place. In fact, it's not goodwill. It's they're They're like, okay, yeah, there's your projections for next year. What do you have on the books? And you're like, oh, well, like we've got nothing, but if you go, well, we have 130 service agreements and here's our guaranteed revenue for next year. It's such a different well, conversation. The, and I, I met with RBC recently and it was funny. Like they come from the standpoint of like, um, like I'm telling them what we do and they're like, oh, okay. So like, do you have like a subscription service kind of thing going for like your residential clients yet? Yeah, I know. Like that's so just so you guys realize like world. that's yep, where that's the where marketplace is though, yep. is that the expectation from a banker when they're talking to a service company is they're assuming if you are legit, yep. you obviously have service agreements. They, you have to. So if you show up to the bank meeting and they ask that and you don't, they've just dropped you into a lower tier oh, of yeah. business yeah. <laughs> that they don't like, they, yeah, they're not they taking they that as seriously. No, they don't want to take you on just for goodwill. No, because it's fucking 2023. Everybody's yeah. paying for shit, service, subscription, whatever. Yep. Right. Yep. So, um, I think that's another big piece too. It's huge. Um, and then what's another part of this too? There was that, there was that. I was going to say, oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Dude, culturally, I know mm. this might not apply to a lot of the the franchise partners. Mm. If you're just selling yourself, you wouldn't have experienced this yet. When you want to advertise out to the world that you want sales reps or a sales mm-hmm. team. Recurring revenue. Recurring yep. commissions yep. on contracts yep. is one of the sexiest things you can offer oh, to yeah. a sales team. Residual income. Dude, the 10-year increase from being able to say, yeah, three years from now when your book of business is a million dollars annually and you're earning X commission, because we're not going to change that in recurring. It just gets easier for you to manage that account. That is actually how you have people stay in sales and make a career out of it. And that's how they make big, good, they should. Totally. That's how you level up. But you know it's like built in and that's they're sticking. Good sales reps look for that. You bet they do. Like smart, 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 smart. They don't smart, want to be transactional, dude, totally. right? They want to make their life easier like, too. I hustle the first dude. three to four years. I build my portfolio. I've got an easy life. Just, just to like drive that point home, <laughs> interviewed very in depth. A guy yep. that worked for Sintez became yep. a sales manager, was a ter- like yep. the whole shebang, yep. right? 
that's all Sintas preaches is recurring revenue yep. off service contracts. Yep. They're a billion dollar corp. Yep. They're public, right? Like there's like, I'm not saying public companies have everything figured out, but when you're a billion dollar fortune 500 company publicly traded, well, the, obviously you know how to run sales. They're, they're a like, top 500 run company eight years yeah, in a row. They're, they're great. Syntaz is a fucking sales training. The whole, but that's, phenom. but Syntaz is all based on like even, well, as you know, the whole profit training oh, yeah. came from a Syntaz yeah. root driver. Well, they're so KPI driven. That's in the what right I was ways. getting at in yeah. the right ways. A hundred percent. They know oh, what somebody, doing. somebody, even your rep, our weekly rep, our guy comes in. I mean, if yeah. I'm like, hey, I want to drop one of the rugs that's $9 a week. He's it's like, like a conversation. He's, he's like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it affects yeah. his KPI. Of course. So he's like, okay, that's $9 a week. I got to add $36 a month onto this. Yeah. Yeah. And they know so that. So then magically yeah. we might get twice as many paper towels unless we're auditing. Cause that's just the way, but that's, it's all good. Yeah. They're yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. nailed down on yeah. owning your own things. Right. Which is great. But yeah, that's great. I, I think, love it. I think that's, that's it. Yeah, I don't so it's think more there's... So yeah. We talked earlier, just before the podcast, it's like, and we'll get into this in the next one too, but you guys are so fortunate for coming in where the brand is today with something yeah. like Marquee because the sales process is so nailed down for you now. Like, it's so nailed down. That, that like Tristan's talked about, there's yeah, probably like... that's very true. There's probably like, honestly... 25,000 quotes in seven years that went out to get to where that is today. Yeah. yeah Honestly. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. not shitting. So you come in now and if you're in the last year coming in and even the last six months coming into the brand and you plug in, like, dude, it's hundreds it's, of it's, hours of my life. And I know yeah. and thousands of quotes and failures and yeah. tracking conversions. And ma- so that's what I'm getting at. So it's not perfect. Still, we're always looking, and, but, but yeah, follow the sales process now. Yeah. And it, you will convert and you will get PMAs, like no doubt. And understand too, this is a good closing note, Yeah, that as much as I did get positive feedback when I started doing this, it was equally weighted with negative feedback. Of course. And I'll never forget like the owner, this is just so you guys, this is a great way to end it, right? I'm out here, I take two people from one company that we're doing a lot of work with, they hop on board with PMAs. I take the owner of said company out. <laughs> who's still managing properties mm-hmm. himself. These are his, like I was out with his employees before, shuts down PMAs, tells me he won't do it with any of his stratas because he won't have them sign into things where costs are then fixed because he wants to negotiate. He's the owner of the business for the other two people. I remember. Told me his stratas wouldn't buy into it. Took five years. Eventually somebody else starts managing his stratas and we start contracting every single one of them that year because the new strata manager believed in the PMAs. So just because you have one strata manager, one person tell you, we still every single year will have people call us or email and say, your pricing's too confusing. Just send me something. I just want one price. Mm. And they get angry. Not our fucking client. Totally. Don't care. We're literally at the point. We're very polite. But I'm not sending you back one price. No. Like, and I'll say it like this is where we're at, right? Yep. And I think that that's just really important to it know is. because anytime you're selling, guys, there will be a pull. Like, you know, you're doing it well when it's polarizing, right? If you, if you, you bang on and we'll yeah. end. But if you, um, like what you just said, if you just follow what they want, the, the system. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. If you follow the system and the pure, you'll get the system, results. Yeah. Marquee right now, yeah, is probably like we talked about. You speak, you have a sales machine that's at your fingertips, yeah, a sales process machine that's at your fingertips, yep, 
that literally has probably 35,000 quotes and yeah, 15,000 hours and yeah. seven years of revisions to get where it is and you just to get to log in and use, use it. that. Yeah. You're insane not to. Dude, like, totally. So love it. It's cool. PMA your biz.